thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. They want us to leave. That's what they want us to do. And I think the world would be better off if we did leave. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one, the only, the infamous Animal Farm Show, live broadcasting from the We The People radio network. The date today is August the 5th, 2008. My name is Benjamin James Miller, and I'm hanging here with my fellow gun-toting constitutional rabble, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And Pyeth on the soundboard. Hello. As always, we've got another great show for everybody tonight. We've got a brand new lore or lie with our legal correspondent and contributor charles retner as well as a ton of news including some horrendous gun control stories right here in connecticut where we're broadcasting from and some more bombshell pre-war intelligence and as always we have your phone calls and that classful classical animal farm analysis straight ahead you are on the farm stay tuned I am absolutely appalled at how much people in this country do not think. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Visit us on the web at animalfarmshow.com. It's good to be home. It's good to be home, Ben. I, uh... Right. I heard that the show that you did with William Lewis, and I was very impressed, but I thought you did a great job. And, of course, William Lewis did a great job, as always. Thank you. Uh, so kudos, and thank you for holding down the fort while uh, you correctly dubbed us as being <laughs> degenerates in Vegas. It was, it was <laughs> working stiff. There you go. It was quite the time, and, and Pyeth and I did have a great time. Vegas is obviously great, folks. If no one, if you have not been there... Uh, you know, I'd suggest getting out there. It's quite the party town. But uh, did you bang tons of hookers? No, I, I, I did not. I was with my girlfriend. Two or three at a time. No, <laughs> Pi, you're trying to get me in trouble already, Python. We haven't even started the show. The intro, I did, by the way, correctly guess that Taxman was going to be the intro. It just seemed like a Tuesday theme with the yeah. Taxman. So I'm, I'm already, I'm one for one already. So I, I don't I'm know what good. the deal is, folks. We've we've tried to call the studio. We've tried to email them multiple times, and I just don't know what's going on. Everybody else's show intro plays correctly, but ours doesn't. I don't. I, I don't know what's happening, but I don't know. at least we've got a contingency for it. They play the wrong intro, then we fade it out, and then we bring our own intro up, uh, the correct intro. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. it's, it's incredible. <laughs> saying, f*** every one of you motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know. Maybe we maybe we asked for it, because we, you know, we did send them quite a few clips. But if, if you don't know what's going on, folks, if this is your first show, this is the Animal Farm, of course, but... Uh, for the last, I don't know, two, three months, if not more, Ben, yes. our intro has been uh, incorrectly played. So now we just play it ourselves, which is it's the Bush thing uh-huh. that you heard after Taxman. And once again, we love Stevie Ray Vaughan, of course. Who doesn't? Uh, but it's not really our intro. There's not yes. a tax show. There's yeah. not a finance only show. There's a new In the show. radio business that's called a bumper. Yes, you indeed. play that when you're coming in from the breaks and going yeah. out from the breaks. Not so, yeah. so much the intro to introduce the uh, int- introduce the show. So. Yeah, and, I don't know. It's it's really nobody's business that we're talking about it on air. We've just sort of run out of options, I guess. Right? We're just to, basically uh, have lost hope, and now we're actually at the point now where we take bets before the show as to which bumper or intro they're going to play because we have so many. So <laughs> you know, we, we try to make fun of it, and <laughs> things suck. It does. Thank you, Bill, and and we do that. But before, yeah, I don't know how the system works uh, and how they have it set up. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a technical thing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Who knows, Ben? You know, it, 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 either way, it's all in good fun, and we, you know, we have to move on. There's so much to talk about. Obviously, uh, you know, you had William Lewis on, and you covered as much news as possible. But since then, so much has occurred. But before we do get to the crazy news, like always, folks, we start here on the Animal Farm with the unbelievable news, the funny, the silly, maybe the less important news, just to kind of warm me up and. 
you know, lubricate you <laughs> for the really un, unfathomable <laughs> things that are going on. I probably pronounced that wrong. But, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about tonight. Of course, this is some finance news. Uh, another McCain advisor comes out and just makes an ass out of himself. So McCain's got another problem with the fourth now. I think I'm counting correctly. The fourth <laughs> advisor that's just hurting his image. And uh, a lot of government corruption, some police state news. Another update on Gardasil, by the way, Ben. I've been telling you and the listeners that I've been really following the Gardasil thing. Yes, uh, as closely as possible because it is it's now becoming a, a pretty main concern now. And there's some uh, good and bad military news. But before we get to the crazy and all of the other important news, uh, I want to shout out to Jeffrey in Kentucky. Of course, you inter not interviewed him. You he called in last show. Yeah. And unfortunately, Jeffrey is going through some health issues right now. We don't know if it's depleted uranium, you know, uh, that's mm-hmm. causing his problems. But we think that it is something that happened while he was serving. So, folks, if you can keep Jeffrey in your prayers, he's been on the show several times. We've interviewed him a couple times mm-hmm. and he's a really great contributor to the show and he's a, he's a veteran and you know we, we try to do whatever we can as little as it may be for our beloved and abused uh veterans and i'd also like to thank ray on behalf of pieth uh, yeah. ray m for sending in some great clips that hopefully pieth will be playing throughout yes. the course of this show ray you have has any been samples? contributing pieth you got the sample for sure. go ahead give us sure. a sample yeah okay yeah Okay, great. <laughs> He's not going to play anything. And then, and then just while I'm on the, I don't want to leave anybody out. Dan, of course, Dan M. Uh, has been a tremendous contributor, not only just sending us information and stuff that we can use, articles and whatnot, on the show, Ben, but just... Just kind of being there mm-hmm. for us. Every, every show, he's always there. Kind of Random thoughts. Random thoughts, tidbits. feedback, and yeah. just some of the most brilliant uh, you know, writing and, and just theory that I've, I've read. So we want to try to get Dan and Ray and all the other people that have been such great contributors to the show more involved uh, when the time is right. But let's, let's now do our jobs here, <laughs> and let's get to the, uh, you know, the silly, crazy stuff. And I want to start off with the unbelievable story here where a death row inmate, Richard Cooey, he claims he's too fat to be executed. God bless America. Only in America <laughs> would you ever hear of this. And this is out of Columbus, Ohio, where a death row inmate scheduled for execution says he's too fat to be put to death, claiming executioners would have trouble finding his veins and that his weight could diminish the effectiveness of one of the lethal injection drugs. Yeah, bl- <laughs> there you go, Pyatt. Very good. Uh, lawyers for Richard Cooey argue in a federal lawsuit that Cooey, five foot seven and two hundred and sixty-seven pounds—that's a big boy—had poor veins when he faced execution five years ago, and the problem has been worsened by weight gain. Oh, what, what we got here? A little music here. Got Albert. All right. Get it. Get some. <laughs> the lawsuit filed Friday in federal court. Also says prison officials have had difficulty drawing blood from Cooey for medical procedures. He's 41 years old and is sentenced to die for raping and murdering two young women in 1986. Ben, this guy's Jeez. been around for, what, 22 years now after this crime, this heinous crime. And uh, his execution is scheduled for October 14th. But, you know, can you imagine? So this has, I guess, been tried before and it was unsuccessful. But, yes, he's, now he's pleading that. It's not going to work because of his weight and because fat. of his veins. But moving on, a man calls 911 and tells the people on the other end that a slot machine stole his money. And this is how relevant is this? We just got back from Vegas. And believe me, Ben, I've definitely pumped a couple hundreds <laughs> into the slots just because. Uh, and this is not nothing new. A second Florida man has been arrested on charges of making false 911 calls in as many days. An arrest reports this 47-year-old Carlos Gutierrez was at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino early Monday and called 911 
to say the slot machine stole his money, which, of course, <laughs> that's what it's supposed to do. That's the purpose of a slot machine, is to steal your money. I'm not saying anything <laughs> new here. The report says Gutierrez left the casino to place a second 911 call to say the same thing. So we did this twice, Ben. <laughs> he yeah. was arrested and charged with making a false 911 call, and he's being held with no bail set on Sunday. Another man was arrested after calling 911 five times during an argument with his brother. He demanded that dispatchers send deputies to help sort things out. You want to talk about abusing a very... You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, I've got one. i got a great one. Yeah, you just... Well, yeah, this is relevant. Mm. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, a man calls 911 after Subway left sauce office, which this is out of Florida. Another Floridian. Yes. Jacksonville police say Reginald Peterson needs to learn that 911 is not the appropriate place to complain that Subway left the sauce off a spicy Italian sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> police said the 42-year-old man dialed 911 twice last week so he could have his sub made correctly. Oh. The second call was to complain that officers weren't arriving fast enough. Subway workers told police police Patter, uh, Peterson became belligerent and yelled when they were fixing his order. They locked him out of the store after he left to call police. When officers arrived, they tried to call him Peterson and explain the proper use of 911. These efforts failed, and he was arrested on a charge of making nine, uh, making false 911 calls. Peterson did not have a listed phone number. <laughs> I mean, it's serious. I, I, you know, it, you want to be a joker, fine, but this is a serious service that, you know, people need. If you really have an emergency, we all expect 911 to be there. So, I mean, I know. People if you want to be a joker, you know, get your own radio show and call yourself the and, animal. Yeah, and call the animal for him. Yeah, and make phone yourselves on the air but uh third for me at least final for me ben is this and this is a new hero of mine i would say in ohio another ohio story an ohio woman bills michigan for gas that she wasted during a construction zone traffic stop this is brilliant <laughs> and this is where we where we're at today with gas prices <laughs> unbelievable perrysburg i love this woman an ohio woman has sent michigan transportation officials a bill for the $16 she says she wasted on gasoline sitting in construction zone traffic, Carol Greenberg complains there were no signs warning about the work on southbound Interstate 275, where it merges with I-75 near Newport, Michigan, about 27 miles north of Toledo. <clears throat> so she says that she got stuck uh, idling for about 50 minutes, Ben. Wow. On the 23rd of July, while trying to get home to the Toledo suburbs, with car cat after visiting, uh, I guess she went. She was at the vet veterinarian, you know, with her cat. But she's suing the state for the amount of money. And I mean, of course, it was only you know whatever, ten, fifteen bucks, sixteen bucks, whatever it is. But she's actually making a claim. She's suing for the gas wasted. That's where we're wow. at with gas prices. Hey, that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> In a response letter, the Michigan Department of Transportation says that it's not able to reimburse drivers for time, wages, or gas lost in work zone backup. So, hey, wow. you know what? It was a good try, but uh, a little over my... I'd love to get an update on that and see how it turned out. Well, you know, um, Ben, I'll, I'll try, and I always keep my eyes uh, you know, peeled for the most ridiculous stuff. But uh, once again, folks, animalfarmshow.com is the website. You can become one with the farm, uh, as you always say, Ben, if you can click on the forums button. Simple, top right corner. And uh, we do have a lot of information that people have posted. We have a veterans corner. Mm -hmm. Of course, we try to do as much as possible with the veterans yes. of our of our country here. But more than that, it's it's a it's some a lot of information, a lot of websites, a lot of stuff that we've talked about on the show, some of the stuff we haven't. So go to the website, do that. You can also instant message us at Animal Farm Show, w one word, which is yes. AIM, and uh, the number to call in five one two six four six nineteen eighty four. And Ben, I'd like to start out with again this 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 now the fourth. You know, open advisor for John McCain. 
that has really just painted him an even worse image. I mean, not that he's al- he's already just a joke. I think of a candidate personally, in my opinion. I think it's ridiculous that he's even going to be the Republican nominee for president. It's going to be a evil. landslide. Total landslide. Yeah, I, Ben, I have to agree. I'm not taking the, any bets on this. I think unless something really tragic for the for the Obama campaign comes up, I think he's pretty much got this wrapped. And not that I'm happy about that, because I'm not. Of course not. Obama! Yeah, there you go. But, you know, first off, you had the Rod Parsley incident with the, you know, him saying the eradication of Islam is a false religion. He wanted yeah. to push that agenda. Then you had... Crazy fool. There you go. And you had John Hagee come out. And, you know, John Hagee for his defend Israel BS and anti-Christianity, anti anti-Catholic, um, you know, remarks and ideology, this whole thing. Yes, Jesus wasn't the Messiah, <clears throat> yeah, et cetera, yeah, you know, et cetera, All yeah. this stuff, which is, you know, whatever. That's his opinion, but it's every time, you know, it's tied to a... a, a Jesus, God and baby Jesus, help us. Please, and you know, and, and granted, and I'm not defending Obama whatsoever, but you had the whole thing with Obama and his pastor, and it's like the, still the biggest story out there, and it was the biggest thing forever, and, uh, you know, McCain, one after another. Then you had the third one was Charlie Black, coming out and saying a September 11th uh, type attack before the election would help McCain. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, again, I'm not blaming McCain for these guys, but every time some of these idiots come out and say what they say, uh, it, they're always tied to McCain. And then finally now, uh, the, the story came out of urukanet.de. Uh, That's all over the web. But as recently as last year, John McCain, senior foreign policy and national security advisor, a neoconservative who played a leading role in pushing for a U.S. invasion of Iraq, was trying to use his role in promoting the Iraq war to make money off Iraqi oil. In a confidential memo, a company called World Strategic Energy, for which top McCain aide Randy Schoenenman, I think I pronounced that right, Schoenenman, was an executive consultant, told prospective investors that Schoenenman could help World Strategic Energy win oil contracts in Iraq because he was well-connected in the Iraqi exile community and had been a key player and getting the U.S. involved in Iraq. So now it just gets worse and worse and worse. And we talked about the 151 congressmen that derived direct financial profit off the yeah. war. Now we're yep. talking specifics, and we're getting into you know another horrible tie to the McCain camp, uh, which really at this point, I mean, folks, I mean, how, how loud can you scream corruption? How loud can you scream fascism? Um, yeah, and I'll try to give you a I mean, better. This guys you know, out there, you know, joking about bombing Iran and singing songs about it on stage in public, on the internet, uh, you know, in front of cameras and everything. You gotta, you gotta really just wonder what the hell is going on in this country. <laughs> it really is uh, with our candidates. Just extremely sad. Yeah, and you know, think about just just the obvious conflict of interest problems. I mean, you know, it's just unbelievable. But uh, this guy Shunin man was pushing for the use of a U.S. military force in Iraq a decade ago. He was a director of the Project for a New American Century, which now I guess the website's ah. off. Yeah, he, the website's now offline now. Go figure. After yep. you know, everybody's pretty much woke up to what's going on now. Why? Yeah, oh, I'll tell you why. The new conservative group, <clears throat> party that sent a public letter to the President Clinton in 1998, urging him to remove Saddam Hussein from power. You can read about this book. U-R-U-K-N-E-T.D-E uh, is where I got this article, but it's all over the place. When we get back, much more news, much more info. Stay tuned, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. We shall return. One of the best things about this show is that you get constant feedback and constant uh, communications with 
people out there that are listening. And we just got yeah. a we just got a story from a, a bombshell. Uh, yes, uh, somebody named Classified uh, okay. s- sent us this. This is just <laughs> it is too much. Okay, uh, the headline is Obama heals hundreds. Oh God. <laughs> There yeah. is a smell. It smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is out of Austin. Uh, Guinea McCallum, 43, who has been... His conf- name is Guinea? Yeah, I guess. Oh, uh, who has been confined to a wheelchair <laughs> for much of her adult life. It's a her. Oh, sorry. Uh, came to hear presidential candidate Barack Obama speak at the University of Texas. Afterwards, she found herself in a wheelchair access breezeway as Obama and his entourage exer- exited the area. The candidate spotted her, came over, grabbed her hand, pulled her up. She found herself standing for the first time in 11 years. He smiled at me and said, yes, you can. Oh, she says, it's, this, this is such BS. I was so stunned i didn't know what to do no uh, mccallum is among hundreds of people who say they have been healed by the democratic candidate <laughs> in one of the most surprising and little acknowledged aspects of his campaign reporters have shied away from the story chalking it up to obama mania oh and people's God. feelings of elation oh my he goodness his power goes beyond simple inspiration says one aide there's something developing here that i'm not sure any of us fully understand oh my goodness we were thinking about the funny part about this we were thinking about setting up an affiliate program with t-shirt hell right yeah guys and and one of the t-shirts from t-shirts <laughs> hell hell is is um antichrist 08 and it's got obama, it's got on, obama the, on the cover <laughs> which is just hysterical it just makes me laugh but oh, oh my god it just it gets more bizarre and more bizarre but uh could you imagine the campaign you know the campaign commercial who knows i mean we don't we don't know if it's uh we, we don't know if exactly if it's satire or not I, i'm telling you at this point in time i just don't know uh what's real and what's not anymore it's just incredible heal your loved ones even if you're in a wheelchair oh my god i can't believe it i don't know how to follow that one up and you want to get into the police state news here there's plenty to talk about it might be an onion type of article but I, I, I think know, it's totally BS. It's but got, you know, well, it's got to be BS. Yeah, I mean, it's playing off of the idea. That, isn't. It's playing off the idea that this this candidate, like no other in history, maybe JFK, could be the only one that can compare with this. You know, this rock star type status and uh, how his popularity is just—it's all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, as as he's been to other countries, that you see the crowd showing up. And there are excessive numbers, unbelievable numbers. Well, so he is a very uh, sort of religious type of person. I mean, we've, we've played the clips before of his rallies and people chanting and, yes, we can. Yeah. Yes, we it, can. It, some of it's scary. Oh, oh yeah. Very, very scary. So uh, who, who knows, man? Uh, the uh, It might be the placebo effect. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> oh, boy. Jeez. Uh, uh, and this other, <laughs> this other uh, article right here, because you guys have... I went to Vegas recently. I figured I'd bring this one up. Uh, cops stop and search Vegas couple for having Ron Paul Infowars bumper stickers. Uh, <laughs> while, we, while we were there, this while happened, you were there, think, yeah. yeah. And the New American endorsement of Congressman Ron Paul now gives the police probable cause to pull you over, ask for your identification, and search your vehicle. Much to their surprise, Rick and Ingrid, uh, friends from Las Vegas, discovered this recently when police pulled them over and cited a Ron Paul and Infowars bumper sticker on the back of their car as having. Uh, aroused suspicion. It's so funny because actually I have those two exact bumper stickers on my car. You do, you do. And, I, and I've got a pretty, I've gotten a pretty fat ticket uh, for doing basically nothing. Really? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you want to, you want to end the war in Iraq? Yeah, I'll pull you over. Into American slime. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> God forbid you want to talk about the actually hope for America, real hope for America, and and you know, real change. Uh, you know, Obama's not the answer, but yeah, you oh, you know, and I'll never take it off. I don't care how many. Yeah. 
I don't care how many damn tickets I get. I obviously would never take off the stickers. I, I'm a huge fan of Ron Paul and Infowars.com for that matter. So they could all do what they have to do. But I'm surprised. I'm wondering how close I was to this incident. It was probably right on this trip, you know. But uh, moving right along here, this is a, cer- certainly a lot more alarming and, and certainly so much more uh, unconstitutional. But uh, cops allowed to seize firearms even before crime is committed. I mean, how many times have we talked about minority report and the idea of yeah. uh, the idea of pre-crime? Pre-crime, you know, actually, and not only is it just a ridiculous idea, but thinking about trying to put this control or this ability or this. Uh, responsibility or this power in the hands of some of the police officers out there who literally have an IQ under 70. And, uh, you know, I don't want to generalize, but we've seen, and Ben, unfortunately... 60 or 70? Yeah, I... I, I, Very good. I actually (laughs) saw that video recently of, you know, not the bicycle one. We talked about that uh, last Tuesday. Mm -hmm. But I saw the the unfortunate video of the uh, man in New York City getting literally his legs crushed in by the metal baton which of course folks i don't know if you've ever seen one of those or felt them they're about three or four pounds they and are they are they don't break an incredibly they, destructive tool yeah i mean you could literally I think he may have had bones. one of, i think he may have had one of the old school ones um because he had the wooden one and, and that one did break on the guy's shins no dude that, that it did you didn't not see bro- the, video? the video i saw the video it came out of his hands it did not break really they don't make them out of wood dude Wood would break, trust me, that was a metal baton. And if you watch the video again, I'm 100% sure that it just came out of his hands. He was beating him over the shins wow. with a metal club for literally no reason other than to get his rocks off. It or was, some ridiculous police thing that goes on today. Which it, was kills truly, me. it was truly People disgusting. are screaming in the street, why are you still hitting him? Why? And so whatever. You've seen the video, folks. You know it's horrid. And it's just one more example of someone who should never, ever have the, the the badge on their on their their chest someone like that should never ever be in the that kind of yeah. type of control uh job so anyway but now you have you know now you have cops taking away firearms in uh the the connecticut where we're broadcasting from the the constitution state the constitution state or which, which is a freaking joke by the little prostitution yeah. state you can't eat in your car you can't drink in your car you can't drink coffee while you're driving you can't talk in your cell phone but it's the constitution state and now <laughs> a new report to the connecticut state legislature shows police have used the state's unique gun seizure law to confiscate more than 1,700 firearms from citizens based on suspicion that the gun owners might harm themselves or others. Think about that language. They might. Who the hell is to say? So who might do what? The state's law permits police to seek a warrant for seizing a citizen's guns based on suspicion of the gun owner's intentions before any act of violence or lawbreaking is actually committed. The law was first proposed in 1998 following a mass shooting in the Connecticut Lottery Corporation that left five dead, including the gunman. And of course, before I go on, it's always these unfortunate events that are terrible and should be prevented somehow. But it's always these events that the government and the states, in this case, use to take more guns away. That guns notion. are the problem. Guns are the problem. No. But, prevention, but, but, but guns are the solution. And the prevention That's of the that thing, problem yeah. is, is, is having a privately owned you know, citizen with a gun there to counteract that other person with a gun. I mean, that's how you fix the problem. You don't uh, go and start gun grabbing. No, uh, you, you don't yeah. take guns out of registered gun owners. I mean, it's ridiculous to begin with. I mean, it's, it's, it's the first step in, in ultimate genocide. And yeah, in every country it's that's crazy. done this, yeah, it's, it's, it's more police state you know, nonsense. But, um, I am not a number. 
I am a person. <laughs> there you go. Since the law went into effect October 1st, 99, according to the a new Office of Legislative Research Report, police have made more than 200 documented requests for warrants to seize firearms from citizens, and only two of the requests have been denied, Ben. So this is obviously a very successful procedure. I don't even know what two uh, got denied or why. God knows what. It goes on, and, and perhaps, you know, this is at a World Net, World Net Daily, folks. You can read this. It's called Weapons of Choice. A great story. It's very long. I can't read the whole thing, but perhaps the most uh, troubling paragraph or two is that... Um, it goes on to say, under the statute dubbed, this is in quotes, turn in your neighbor. Yeah. Incredible. Under the statute dubbed, turn in your neighbor law by opponents, any two police officers or a state prosecutor may seek a warrant following a specified process of investigation to confiscate guns from people deemed at uh, a risk to harming themselves or others. The vast majority of cases, however, begin when a person, usually a spouse or live-in, uh, according to the OLR report, file a complaint. So this is the real troubling part. Not only is it the power that we're giving the you know the government uh, of states in this case, but more than that, we're talking about once again neighbors, fellow Americans yeah. spying and tattletelling on one another. And really, you really get to see a clear image of how this country, how this republic, is fading and destroying itself from within because we're not treating each other. Like brothers and sisters. Yeah. Well, one more thing, another step forward. Crazy. Another step forward um, that we'll talk about when we get back. Uh, we are, ooh, five seconds. AnimalFarmShow.com. Stay we'll tuned, We'll see you folks. soon, folks. They're getting high. Farmshow.com is the website. 512-646-1984 is the number to reach us. We were just talking about this, uh, this strange new laws in Connecticut that allows them to um, go door to door and uh, sort of just take people's guns. I guess one of the first things and one of the things that I wanted to point out before we were <laughs> so abruptly My goodness, cut off from the break. Went fast. Yeah, it came right up there. Uh, just incredible. That was weird. Yes. Shortly <laughs> after the law was passed. Thompson Bosey of Greenwich, Connecticut, had his guns and ammunition seized by police. Bosey told WND uh, World Net Daily in 1999 he suspects a neighbor with whom he had words regarding the neighbor's driving and Boise's property might have reported them. He says, now listen to this. He says, they had a warrant for my guns. They arrested my, my guns, guns says yep. Bosey. Um, that, is, that is the next step what? forward because once you start uh, putting warrants on inanimate objects... Then you start doing all types of stuff. Well, then mean, you start seizing property. Um, what the hell is going on around it's here? It's just, just absolutely incredible. Just uh, try to imagine for a minute how, I mean, as if it isn't hard enough in the tri-state area that we are in, of course, here, it's it's almost impossible to, to obtain a firearm, especially a handgun. Rifles and shotguns are easier. Uh, you can get them at the local Walmart. And you don't need to go through, like, you know, an immense process. But handguns alone are just ridiculous. You almost mm -hmm. can't get them at this point. You need, like, 18 people to come and vouch for you. You need to give up your arm, this whole thing. As if it isn't hard enough, Ben, to obtain a firearm and practice your Second Amendment, God forbid. Um, now you're leaving the responsibility of, of tattletaling in the hands of the population that's so already 
feared, mm-hmm. uh, fearful, I should say, of each other, yes. of each other, and of terrorism. Oh my God! And there's, they so they don't understand the concept of the firearms and how studies show that you know neighborhoods, areas, uh, you know that have their own firearms are the most safest neighborhoods. Of course, because mm-hmm. they're so brainwashed by the yeah. you know by the media so now you're as if it isn't hard enough to obtain a gun now you have to worry if you're if you piss your neighbor off because you play your music too loud and he or she just happens to know that you have a gun yeah. you have to worry about them calling you in tattletailing on you well you and, know historically fucking maggots son of a, yeah i agree <laughs> historically it's one of the you know first steps in corrupting and destroying a society is turning the people against each other it's a dividing oh, conquer mentality <laughs> you know so so the, you know one of the things first things they did in the in Russia was create the Stasi, or was that Germany they created the Stasi? Germany. Uh, it was Germany they created the Stasi, where you can tattletale on your neighbor if they were, um, you know, doing anything illegal or, or speaking out against the party, uh, things like this, you know. So, so once you yes. implement that here in the United States and implement that tattletale policy, you're just absolutely guaranteed to have uh, a breakdown in society in general. Yeah, well, and the other thing it. too, and the other thing too about the Stasi, and the reason why it was so incredibly successful is that they knew everything about you and your family so yeah. even if you didn't want to tattletale they would come up to you and knock on your door and say hey you know what's he doing next door you know something if you don't if you don't tell us then you know little martha is not going to go to college yep and, and that coincides love to kill you and your family absolutely and that coincides with uh, a lot of the drug laws that we have here in the united states where they say you know if you have they'll go up to your house and they actually have laws out there a federal law out there that says if you uh see your neighbor smoking marijuana or doing anything illegal sure. and you don't tell on them you can get up to four years in prison we have an actual federal law like that so when you look at you know when you when you go around and you see on television and you hear people saying America's a free country, which by the way I haven't heard in a very long time it's not. people saying it's completely not because people are starting to understand that. But when you when you hear idiots out there saying America's a free country and America's the greatest country in the world because it's free, uh, we, it, it is so far from the truth You're that a it's liar. incredible. Yeah, well You're you talk about you talk about division and I mean how easily have we been divided into left and right? How easily have we been divided into red and blue and black and white and Republicans and men Democrats and, and men and women and you know pro life and pro choice every single turn every single corner uh, and every t- single time you look at a, at a destination, it's always about how can we divide the population mm-hmm. so they keep fighting with each other. And not only just dividing it, but dividing it in two. It's constructed in a way where oh, yeah. it's 50-50. It, where there's a left and a right, and that there's no uh, absolutely no other decisions. And that's the biggest part about it. Yeah, because you know? people don't pay attention. They realize that you know, they, they don't realize that there is so many other choices. But yeah, you know, we're, we're getting so far into it. And just just to end on that last note, one more time, I want to promote that movie called Lives of Others. It's about the Stasi mm-hmm. in the '80s and how they worked. It's a very good film. I mean, I think it's just one of the it's one of the best films I've ever seen. It's it's all subtitles, but folks, if you get a chance, it's very much worth your time called lives of others and it, like i said man it's about the stasi and the fall of the stasi yeah um, and just one more thing before we move on yeah, from this ahead. article yeah connecticut state representative michael p lawler uh house chairman of the judiciary committee and one of the chief authors of the law told the republican uh american he wasn't aware of any pending challenges to the law's constitutionality he says the whole point was to make sure it was limited and constitutional, he yeah. said. You know what? I'm so sick he of hearing this stuff. was busy measuring things to see if they fit into his mouse hole. <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hell was that, Pia? Oh, boy. Well, God bless Pia. Thank you. <laughs> thank God we have Pia for the comic relief, folks. And, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Love you. Love yeah, they, you. There you go. Wow. Um, well, Ben, I don't, know where, I don't know where to go from there. But, you know, the, the bottom line is every time... 
even if it's for good intention, it's always about taking away freedoms and never really fixing the problem. And of course, this transcends into almost everything we talk about from the beginning of the Patriot Act. Of course, nine eleven, you know, post post nine eleven mentality thing, hmm. uh, and it's just it's just brought on so many more ridiculous things. We we talk about the airport security, and now they have these uh, you know these terahertz scanners. We were talking about that with my family and PF about how now they can literally see right through your clothing, see you naked, and it's becoming a huge controversy. Um, and then going even further now, and I think, uh, I think Charles Ratner for sending us this one, where now the fake-proof e-passport uh, things uh, issue is now they're being, they're being cloned in minutes. Uh, new microchip passports designed to be foolproof against identity <laughs> theft can now be cloned and manipulated in minutes as accepted as genuine by the computer software recommended Incredible. for use in international airports. And just before I continue, there's even that commercial on our own network or on some other network that I heard yeah, where it's like, Hey, Martha, I can scan your RFID credit card and get hey, your info. Yes, Clyde. And on top of that, now this new, new thing just came out that like seven or eight major retailers, all the debit cards got hacked into by hackers. Yep. Folks, you know, the, the RFID chips are not going to make you safe. If you believe that, then fine. But uh, Well, they, they tout this new technology and, and say that it's going to make things safe. And, uh, Everything's say that about safety. But exactly. But, you know, if you have that credit card and you have a, a chip inside your credit card, which I, I guess five million different types of credit cards have that chip in it now. Oh, yeah. Some, uh, any person with a scanner can literally walk by you. And scan it. And scan it. And, and they don't even have to know whether you have a credit card in your purse or not. They could just scan, uh, scan the area to see if they pick up something. And then once they do, they can use it. It's it's absolutely horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. For, for, the, for the person who doesn't know much about computers, here is the general idea, and this is really not up for debate. Anything regarding computer technology, um, the rule of thumb is this. There are always going to be people who know more than the government. Mm -hmm. There are always going to be people out there that know how to do things better than government officials. Absolutely. This is, a, this is the reason why the, the Pentagon and the CIA and the FBI get their computers broken into yes. by hackers. I know hackers suck and they can ruin your life, but at the same time, don't trust the government to protect you from electronic yeah. information. It's not going to happen, folks. Well, the thing is about the thing about uh, computers is that it's it's such a dynamic platform that there's so many different ways to do things that it's almost impossible to block against. Nothing is hackproof. Yeah. Nothing is hackproof. So, and then you take this this example. The Times Online is where I got this. Uh, it's called "Fake Proof E Passport is Cloned in Minutes." Uh, tests for the Times exposed security flaws in the microchips in, uh, introduced to protect against terrorism and organized crime. The flaws also undermine claims excuse me, that 3,000 blank passports stolen last week were worthless because they could not be forged. In the tests, a computer researcher cloned the chips on two British passports and implanted digital images of Osama bin Laden and a suicide bomber. Get that. The altered chips Jeez. were then passed as genuine by the passport reader software used by the United Nations agency <laughs> that sets standards for e-passports. So, folks... Please get, get a grip. In fact, I would have to argue the exact opposite. These passports are going to make us less safe because of these blank expletive PF, if you would, RFID chips that are not going to make you safe. <laughs> it's been proven. And this is, not, this is nothing new. This has been going on for two, three, maybe three and a half years. Where mm -hmm. Once this RFID technology came into the security area, it wasn't just for dogs and diabetic patients. Yeah. You know, now you're starting to see how easily, how incredibly easily uh, they are hackable and scannable like you like we talked about. So um, That was great. That was great. Good job. You know, once again, thank, th yeah. <laughs> thank you for Charles uh, for sending this. This was like a last minute article. I did not get this, so I cannot take credit. But this is 
is a, a humongous article. It's got plenty of sources. Once again, fake proof e-passport is cloned in minutes out of the Times Online. But, uh, you know, Ben, hopefully, Ben, this can really destroy the RFID technology that they're trying to implement inside of us and outside of us. Yeah. I hope. No, hopefully. I hope Absolutely. so. I and, really and, do. You know, the, 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 that's, that's the major thing when you're talking about that new technology and the new ways of doing things. You have to understand that there's, uh, you know, the, the freedom aspect of it where, you know, you're worried about your civil liberties and you're worried about people being able to spy on you and things of that nature. But the uh, general notion of it is that, the less freedom that you have is the less security that you have. The more freedom that you have is the more security. Sure, folks. Remember that right. I, yeah, I agree. Listen, when we get back, we'll talk about the Pentagon now spending $300 million to study troops' stress trauma. Stay tuned, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. Fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy News has no problem talking about that YouTube video that got, I guess, 15 million hits now that some 11-year-old girl put together. You know, it's a very touching video about the veterans. There's some really, it's just still pictures about them, you know, like coming home, kissing their children. It's a nice video, and I think it's worth watching. Uh, but the whole time I'm watching it, you know, you know, like my left eye is twitching, Ben, and, you know, like I'm kicking myself and I'm starting to, you know, bleed yeah, uh, from my ears because I'm saying, yeah, I'm like, this is a great video. This is really nice. And I'm really glad that someone out there cares about the troops and it really means a lot to me. But let's go beyond just that. Let's talk about what's happening to the troops. Once again, folks, if you get a chance, if you can keep uh, Jeffrey from Kentucky, one of our our great callers and one of the great heroes of our country, he's going through some health issues. Hopefully everything will work out. We don't know. We don't have any updates, anything to report. Keep them in your prayers, please, as well as all of the uh, veterans, either home or still serving, because it's not just about... Oh, we're fighting, you know, it's not just about this war that we're fighting and people are dying. No, we're talking about the government, I think, deliberately poisoning our troops. Absolutely. Uh, if nothing else, not even at the very least, letting them be exposed or allowing them to be exposed to depleted uranium. And, and if, yeah. if again, if, if anybody out there really doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, check out Beyond Treason. It's a very good film. I'm sure it's on Google. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Um, I think William Lewis had something to do with that film. No, didn't William he? Lewis, yeah, he was one of the creators of that film. Okay. Um, and we did interview him last week, and we did have an extensive yeah. interview about the depleted uranium and, and what the details. Treason. Absolutely. It was uh, de the, the details that uh, surrounded that. And actually, I, I should, uh, this may be a good time to put out a, a plug for William Lewis. He actually, I called him before, um, and he had he had basically said to us, you know, you guys have been really great at the Animal Farm. We want to put out a special deal for all the, for sure. all the listeners, you yeah. know. So he basically said that he lowered all the, uh, uh, the the movies that were on the our affiliate program with him from 1995 to 1295. So you're saving seven bucks there. Um, all of his movies, 1995 to 1295. Washington, your five is the latest movie. So I, I highly suggest everybody go check that out um it's just a great great movie you'll a number one support support this show yeah um if you buy the movie number two it's absolutely great to give out to friends and family because you're giving them the uh the actual dvd with the ink printed on it and the marketing and the it's real deal it's real behind deal. it yeah and it just adds a lot more credibility you could give them the blank dvd and they'll say oh my goodness some nut copied this and, <laughs> and now they're giving it all out but if you give them the uh actual published dvd and you give it to them they'll they'll 
take more of a time out. They'll get popcorn ready and they'll sit down with their friends and family and they'll watch it. They'll actually watch it. They won't just uh, see it. So we have a special deal going on right now. Go to animalfarmshow.com. Bottom right, you'll see the uh, Washington, you're fired icon. Um, <clears throat> go ahead and click on that and you'll, it'll take, a, take you uh, to the affiliate page and you can uh, check out the films there. Um, but just, just a, a great interview last week with William Lewis that we had on there. <laughs> there you go, That's the product placement uh, music. Are you a stupid American? You got your head up your ass? Well, go to animalfarmshow.com and check out the new film by William Lewis called <laughs> Washington, You're Fired. <laughs> We're a little late for the music, uh, by, but good job anyway. See how we uh, can just do that? Well, See, we're just, just we're, we're, we're completely out of our minds. I mean, we, <laughs> if you can if you could look at what's going on, even through our eyes, and, and not lose your mind like I have several times. I don't know, you know, what you're doing. Tell me, uh, you know, I'm 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 asking Ben for his prescription meds over here because I'm losing my mind, and we're only doing this two days a week. We want to be doing this five days. Yeah, I've lost my kitty. I've lost my friggin' brain. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and like honestly, and I'm 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 an extremely spoiled human being, Ben. I have a great life. I have a great family, and I have great health and I as well. Uh, you know, I, I I can't possibly be more thankful than I am, or I can't possibly you know bitch and moan about anything because I really do. Uh, I'm extremely spoiled, but it, it still pisses me off because uh, you know this is not what America's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, our troops are extremely valuable to us, and we're just pissing them away. We're letting them die. On top of it, we're creating a lot more enemies by killing over 100,000 Iraqis, and then I get really angry, and I want to rear-end somebody when I see those yellow stickers made in China that are bought from mobile stations that say support our troops, because if you think uh, supporting your troops means just buying your stickers and your bumper stickers, that's not what it's all about. And as much credit as I give to that young woman who made this great youtube video to me it's just it's it's still not you know, it's not being well she's sidestepping the issue yeah i mean it, it's great that she appreciates it and I'm, I'm i have nothing against her all i'm saying is that the way the media portrays it is that this is what it means to support the troops it's yeah. not we mm -hmm. have to talk about the health disorders we have to talk about the vietnam veterans who are still uh, begging for cans and change in new york city we have to talk about the troops who are dying from illnesses that our government created of thousands hundreds of thousands of illnesses blood that are having deformed babies that deformed are having babies. lung problems and liver problems and every other type of problem you could imagine because yeah. of this this substance that they put in the munitions so i don't yeah. care i don't care if your stomach isn't strong man up woman up Go on to Google, watch Beyond Treason, and see if you can stomach it. See if you can see a Cyclops baby and not, you know, vomit on yourself. Go see if you can see a deformed fetus come, you know, come out of a woman and say, hey, that's really, that's really unbelievably sick and twisted. And yeah. realize that this is our government doing this. This is not Iraq. This is not Afghanistan. This is not a Taliban or Al-Qaeda. This is our government using depleted uranium. Fact. It's not even debatable anymore. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, then it, it just makes me sick. So, you know, we, we try to keep, you know, a level head here, but this is what's no, going on. No, you shouting, old man. Yeah, but, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I, you know, what, what do you have to do to get this, this message through these dumb idiots' heads out there? I don't who just, know. I who mean, just continue a, it, to go out to parties and just not even realize what's going on. It's, it's, it is. It's absolutely incredible because, uh, you know, they, they, a lot of people out there, the everyday average American that sits there and watches uh, television says, you know, uh, I'm against the war and I don't think we should be there. But, you know, I, I want to support our troops. And then you... you 
just really grit your teeth and you say you have no idea what supporting the troops means. You it have defines no support. idea. Yeah, you have no idea what the troops are going through. They're literally covering this up. Every mainstream media uh, outlet out there is covering up. So now you have to turn on uh, abstract shows like the Animal Farm to find this stuff out. Well, I mean, and, and with all and with all respect too, you know, Alex Jones had a great. Uh, he had. Um, Oh my God! What guest he had? Uh, Alan Watt on a show today, and they were talking about we've we, had, what we've had on the show. Alan Watt's a great guy, folks. If you get a chance, to listen to the interview. It's great. But they did touch upon the idea that look, even Henry Kissinger came out and said that the troops are cannon fodder. They're nothing. Yeah. They're just useless entities that you can use for whatever the hell you want. Pawns. That's the way. Exactly. Even less than pawns, Ben. Even less than pawns in a lot of way, uh, a lot of ways. So you know this, but this is what they're being treated as. You know, we're not using our troops for any damn good right now, and they're just giving their lives away. And even if they make it home, between the GI Bill not going through and all the other crap, they're not getting the funding, they're not getting education, they're not getting anything they promised. So, uh, you know, moving on just here. Pathetic. Yeah, the whole I mean, country shot. Whatever. I mean, it's not going to do any good for me bitching. It's not going to do any good. But Salon.com just made an investigation. They just conducted an investigation, I should say, that revealed that a shortage of skilled sergeants has led to dubious promotions for inexperienced soldiers. So now you're talking about, you know, commanders on the ground, people in the military, uh, officials. They're doing whatever they can to now promote people who are inexperienced, who actually got denied for promotions just because they're, they're short on troops. They're not wow. getting enough troops for this effing war that's just an absolute sham it's a joke it's a waste of time we've already wasted so many so many lives um and of course now it's it's jeopardizing some Ara operations in iraq but uh a military america's military commitment in iraq and afghanistan is certain to remain a key issue in the presidential race and soon that could include renewed focus on a stretched thin u.s army according to salon investigation the army is facing a troubling shortage of qualified sergeants the non-commissioned officers considered to be the backbone of training and combat operations. Uh, in fact, a new army policy intended to boost this critical leadership corps of NCOs has promoted, excuse me, prompted a wave of promotions for apparently unqualified soldiers and even jeopardized some combat operations in Iraq. So, uh, That's just, a great just, idea. Use your imagination here. Use your imagination. Uh, you know, an army policy implemented in 2005 has expanded this year, lowering the bar for enlisted soldiers with rank of E-4 to gain the rank of sergeant or E-5 by diminishing the vetting process. So now, Ben, I mean, now you're going to have yeah. people manning uh, in positions of authority that maybe shouldn't be there because of this just disgustingly sham war. Absolutely. And God knows how many more lives are going to be lost. For what reason? What yeah. are we accomplishing? Well, I think everybody's understanding. Or you are with the terrorists. Yeah, man, I think everybody's sort crazy. of understanding that. Uh, I know. You know the the soldiers know. Aren't, aren't necessarily being placed. And then we're also finding out other things, too, um, that we weren't necessarily finding out before, uh, you know, that William pointed out uh, last week. And in the, in, in the thing is that there's so much stuff that we don't even know uh, that's happening with depleted uranium, oh, the, the different close. health effects. But uh, right. one thing that actually just came out is a, a study, um, USA Today, this is out of one in four soldiers at war have hearing loss. Um, so now we, true, yeah. we we know and we uh, understand now that uh, you know uh, hearing loss is a is a main main part of 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 war. I mean, one in four, twenty five percent. That's a massive number. Um, and this and that's is the know, least of the problems, though, Ben. Let's be honest. Exactly. The grand scheme of things, I know the hearing loss is terrible. Absolutely, that's it's the a, least of their worries. It's, it is the least of the worries. And when you're talking about you know not being able to have children or having health problems where your liver is so filled with uh, depleted uranium that you know it's exploding left or right. I mean, it's just what about horrible, the what about horrible. the stories we talked about on Tuesday where where Marines, uh, certain uh, military folk have come home, they've killed their daughters, they've killed their sons, yeah. they've raped their wives, they've yep. killed them, they shot their kids. 
in front of their wife. I mean, the, the, the hearing loss is not even a, is a grain of sand, in my yeah. opinion, compared to what's going on. The trauma, the fact that we're leaving these people, even if they come home unscathed, physically healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the mental problems these people are facing? They're killing their own families. They're killing themselves. This is unexcusable. When we get back, folks, uh, maybe we'll continue a little bit more with this uh, new report where Marines are now ordered to stay longer in Afghanistan. But we will have Charles Ratner and Lorelai. A little bit of a comic relief, if you will, or some kind of break. And uh, we shall return. So stay tuned, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com is the website. We will be right back. We pride ourselves on the high moral standards of our program. And I mean that sincerely. We don't resort to sex or crime or violence or drinking on the programs. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. better off if we did leave. 512-646-1984. Folks, hopefully you found that as funny as Ben and I did. Um, Anyone would like to participate in this program, remain here. The rest of you get the f*** out of here. I love it. Let's do the revolution now, tonight. Let's not hold back and Uh, let's kick some serious uh, NWO ass here because it's getting getting grim, folks. I'm the last person that's got to tell you that. Today we become the enemy. <laughs> so before we get to Lorelai, once again, 512-646-1984. Animal Farm Show is one word. You can AIM us there. Uh, and, and once again, folks, check us out on the forums. Uh, AnimalFarmShow.com is the website. The forums are there for you, basically, to post any information that you're not comfortable enough to call us and tell us to our faces, which is great. We're going to keep on the subject, and then we're going to go to Lorelai with Charles Ratner. Um, once again, the continued abuse of our troops in almost every single area possible. The only good news, I mean, I'll you know quickly talk about now the Marines are ordered now to stay longer in Afghanistan. This is really nothing new, Ben. I don't even have to talk about this at a Fox News. The Pentagon has ordered uh, roughly about 1,250 Marines serving as trainers for the Afghan security forces to stay on the war front about a month longer to continue a mission that military leaders say is top priority. Of course, yeah. You know, what is the goddamn purpose of this war? I have no idea. What does top priority mean? Uh, to what? To bomb more locations? To make more enemies? To what are win, we, Tony. What are we to supposed win. To win what? You know, what are we trying to win? We're not fighting a country. We're fighting an ideology. So you, you can never win that war ever uh, unless you eliminate the entire planet. And that's the only way you can win that war, but then you're really going to piss people off. So, uh, and then we talked about how, you know, the the troops are being promoted 
and you know not qualified people are being promoted to high positions because of the lack of yes uh, sort you know lack of people lack of sounds strangely familiar to what's going on here in the United States with uh, our police officers the lower common lowest common denominator the lower IQ police officers are not actually toilet. getting hired rather than the higher IQ yeah. ones. Uh, but I mean that's and that's kind of a different situation because now we're training them mm-hmm. to be idiots and if they're or if they're smart then we reject them anyway but yeah we're training them to basically police are being militarized I don't have to tell you that either <laughs> But then finally now the Pentagon's spending three. This is, I guess, good news. Hopefully something good can come out of this horrible situation. But the Pentagon is spending $300 million to study troops' stress trauma. An unprecedented sum will fund research on prevalent injuries of Iraq, Afghanistan wars. Is that of USA Today? You can read about this. But, um, you know, hopefully, Ben, we can find some kind of help for these poor veterans who've come home to nothing. Without a country, without a government who gives a damn about them, and without people who really give a damn about them for the most part. But let's go to your phones real quick before Laura lie. Um, let's see if we can get Richard in Austin on the air. Richard, you're on the farm. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello, 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 hello. I just want to say one quick, quick thing. Quick thing. I'm a coach and my son. I've been out for 17 years now. And the only way I feel vindicated or in any kind of way atoned for anything I did that was wrong in the military is to join the fight that you guys are waging, that Joyce and Dave, Alex, uh, all the people that's on the radio putting forth this gallant effort. We have got to bring those criminals, the generals, everybody who was responsible for poisoning our troops, shooting them up with all kind of stuff, and sending them off on this fool's errand, basically. This, this, I mean, this is, uh, you talk about a sacrifice, it's off the charts. And the only way these troops are ever going to get justice is to go after them with the same dogged effort that they went after being trying to be good, well-trained troops. They're going to have to turn their efforts towards the criminals who put them up to this criminal task. That, and and that's, they need to get chelation therapy and all the other therapies that get their bodies and their minds strong again. And once they get strong, they have to go after the people that have ruined America and use them, their blood, and their sacrifice to do it. Or else they're going to walk around feeling bad for the rest of their life. They have to get energized like you guys. And like all the rest of the good people, from Ron Paul and whoever else is fighting the good fight. Do you agree with that, gentlemen? Richard, I, I agree 100%. Before I go on, let me just uh, give you the applause. We like to give veterans the, the applause, a little something that we do here. I mean, it's literally the least we can do. It's nothing. It's really nothing at all. But Richard, I, 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 yeah, I completely agree with what you just said. Uh, I, I'm glad that you feel this way. And I think the, you know, the most important thing is for us really more importantly you because they will listen people will listen to you if you are a veteran they won't listen to me because they think i'm some kind of leftist extremist but it's so important for us to reach out to people who don't know who have you know educated minds and to inform them of what you you know what you just said what's really going on ben your thoughts yeah no i want to chime in here too because uh you know richard uh, you know one of the things that you point out is uh is really important is, is you know we ask a lot of our veterans and, you know, this is such an unfortunate thing that you were talking about is that our, our veterans are being asked even more to, to, to do stuff. Now they've seen things firsthand. They've understand the treatment of veterans firsthand. And now they have to go that extra step and get and get active in themselves once their body and their mind is healed. Like you were saying, um, it's just a whole other. I mean, it, it, they, they get put on a pedestal because they're doing double the work. They are going over there. They're fighting the war and then they're coming back and they're telling the truth about it. 
and they're being an activist and getting energized. I mean, it's just I can't say enough uh, for people out there like you, uh, Jeffrey from Kentucky, from Kentucky, and uh, yes. a ton load of uh, other veterans that have called the show sure. and agreed wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have very many options. We're running out of time. These people will not stop until they destroy America and the rest of the world. They're going to subdue us all. So the veterans, especially in the Vietnam veterans, the parents, they should have. I mean, I don't understand how they all went to sleep. When I was a youngster, they were the ones doing most of the protests and citing all the criminality behind this, uh, what, this, uh, this war machine, this mechanized death. And now they all went to sleep and allowed their children to be sacrificed. They ought to be ashamed. I'm, 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 I hate to say that. Yeah, Richard, I, I'd say for the for the veterans who are not still living on the street or, God forbid, dead because of poverty and starvation. I mean, listen, folks, I you know we live what twenty minutes from New York City. Go yeah. to New York City. Go to any major city, and and you you know you will see these people are veterans. There are veterans that are homeless. People that have given their lives up to serve our country are homeless on the street begging for my nickels and dimes, and I am nothing. I'm, I've, I've done nothing, and you know, even close to what these people have done. So it's just completely out of balance. And when you realize that the government has been hijacked, when you realize the government has been completely hijacked and manipulated by, I don't know who, I don't know what, I don't know where these people came from. George, but, um, they have put our troops and they have sacrificed them and continue to this very moment, to this second, have sacrificed our troops and our and to, for for no reason, for their own goddamn personal wars that mean nothing other than business for them. And God knows what other reasons for building, you know, uh, bases in other countries. I don't even know what. I, I don't I mean, even just I can't make sense of this anymore. It's just world domination in total, and it is very hard to make sense of it. Um, but you know, it's it's actually very easy to make sense of it as a, a natural human being when you go over there and you see uh, Vietnam veterans, especially. I remember I went to the Republican National Convention, yeah. and there was a Vietnam veteran there, a couple of them that I were hiring, that I was hanging out with and protesting with, and they are, uh, you know, they were just walking down the street, uh, you know, raggedy clothes. Cops making fun of them, and they're just protesting the war. Um, I mean, I just give those people so much credit. Um, but that—that that is really its very simple to see who's on the right side of things once yeah. you see once you see uh, stuff like that happening firsthand. Yeah. And I, I, unfortunately, I can't quote the website or the man who's also behind a very patriotic American movement. He's actually behind a movement that's building houses, individual houses for veterans, wow. homes for vets, something like that. I will try to dig it up. I saw it on Fox News. They was, he was interviewed, and he's, he's a great man for doing this. But, you know, we just need we just need people to put, like, an ounce of effort that this guy's putting into it. Just be aware. You cannot fight right. an enemy that you're not aware about. But let me just stop and shut up. Richard, anything else on your mind before we move on? No, I'm going to let you guys go ahead. That's all. We just need to support our troops, and our troops need to support themselves. To come out of their misery, I understand it's a lot of misery, a lot of bad, you know, uh, just bad thoughts going through their head. But the only way they're ever going to really feel good is to go after the guys. I don't mean physically. We, we all know that. But they need to, you know, get together, have marches, whatever they got to do. But they have to stand up like Captain Dice did. They need to be real vocal. That's all I have to say. Thank you, fellas. Have a nice evening. Hell yeah, Richard. Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, Thank you, Richard. He makes an excellent point there.
You know what, Ben? There's no excuse. We have the internet, and we have this asset that no other country, and, and you know, in, in this type of circumstance, no other countries have this asset. We have the way internet. to we have a way to organize and to spread information instantly over millions upon billions of people of other computers. We have this ability to organize, and we need to use it. And uh, you know, I really appreciate Richard giving us a call. And there's just no excuse at this point anymore to to sit down and do nothing. You know, just try to do something. At this point and uh if you have non-believers then maybe washington you're fired's the right move maybe it's uh freedom to fascism but i would have to say that maybe beyond treason is a good place to start because it's so traumatic and it's it, you know it's not about political movements it's yeah. not about oh the irs or the federal Reserve. it's look this is what they're doing to other people and our own our own troops you know, some people don't give a you know rat's ass about people in other countries, but yeah. this is happening to our own veterans, mm-hmm. and they're they're coming home and they're infecting their own families. This is the most inhumane thing I could think of, and this is why Ben, at least for me, and I'm sure I could speak for you too, but this is why this topic gets to me so much on the air because there's nothing more that gets me, nothing gets me more angry than abusing our troops. Yeah, me too. Nothing can be more inhumane. I absolutely agree wholeheartedly. And then they go, they go on air and they, they talk about how we should support our troops. And then the anti-war activists are evil because they're not supporting their troops. But they never even mention depleted uranium. It is absolutely horrendous. The Animal Farm Radio Show. The law is that guy that wears that badge and a gun. That's the one that puts you in jail. That's the law. <laughs> So do you men lack confidence? Need some help in that intimate area? Well, now we have the answer for you. The Animal Farm Radio Show. All right, folks, Lorelei time. Charles Radner is going to join us. Charles, can you hear us? I guess. All right, Charles, thank you for joining us uh, for Laura Live. P.S., I want you to queue up the game and let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play. Laura Live! <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to try something brand new here on the Animal Farm. We're going to go into an actual break and try to give you the answer afterwards. Only three for these seconds. Three minutes for these seconds left. Uh, this is how it works, folks. Uh, Charles Ratner, legal correspondent, is going to give us four laws, and one of these laws is false. Every other law is true, even though it sounds ridiculous. So it's your job to IM us at animalfarmshow.aim.com, which is the Animal Farm Show, one word. And let us know your answer. Once again, four laws, one is bunk, all of them are true. They all sound ridiculous. And we're going to have to get started. Once again, folks, Tasty Golf Tees is our sponsor for Laurel Lai, tastygolftees.com. Flavored golf tees, grape, cherry, cinnamon, and strawberry, and they're regulation golf tees, so you don't have to cheat. But they are wooden, and they are flavored. So check it out, tastygolftees.com. But, but without further ado, Charles, give you the floor, and let's get to tonight's 19th episode of Law or Lie. Go ahead. All right, Charles, go ahead. It's all you, buddy. Okay. All right. Uh, tonight we're dealing with uh, Georgia laws. So, law number one. In Atlanta, Georgia, every pawnbroker or secondhand dealer must make a detailed daily written report to the police of all property purchased or acquired that day. Law number two. Under Georgia law, the governor may veto any proposal by the General Assembly to amend the state constitution. 
Law number three, in Jefferson, Georgia, marching by demonstrators must be confined to a space of five feet by five feet and may only be conducted between sunrise and sunset. And law number four, in Atlanta, Georgia, foreclosed homes may be immediately auctioned off on the steps of the Atlanta courthouse. Okay, there you go. There, there are the four laws. I'm going to repeat those laws, Charles, and then we're going to have the answers after the break. Once again, folks, a uh, AOL Instant Messenger, Animal Farm Show, one word is our contact info. And we want to get your feedback on this very important episode of Laura Lied, number 19. Ben, if you get a point and if Pyth and I don't, you automatically win season one. So this, Absolutely. Is, this is pretty pivotal. i got to be honest with you. Sure. Law number one, I'm going to repeat it. In Atlanta, Georgia, every second-hand dealer must make a daily written report to the Department of Police of all property purchased or acquired that day. Law number two, the governor may veto any proposal by the General Assembly to amend the state constitution. And law number three is in Jefferson, Georgia, marching by demonstrators must be confined to a space of five feet by five feet and may only be conducted between sunrise and sunset. Number four, finally, in Atlanta, Georgia, foreclosed homes may be immediately auctioned off on the steps of Atlanta Courthouse, of the Atlanta Courthouse. So it's your job, folks, to kind of very think. Very interesting. It's very interesting. Now, once again, folks, out of 18 episodes, uh, Ben, you're 6 for 18. I am 4 for 18. Pyeth is 3. So if you get a point, Pyeth, actually, if you get a point, uh, either way, Pyeth is eliminated. If I get a point, then I'm still in the race. Yeah. But if you get a point and not, neither of us get a point, it's really your game and you've already won it. You have to win for by this season. You have to, for this season. You have to win by two. Next season, I plan to cheat, and this way, I don't have to worry about this nonsense anymore. Uh, so, once again, folks, Not you have cool. to decide which law is yes. bunk one, two, three, or four. Yes, and it um, is AOL's screen name, Animal Farm Show, all one word. Yes. Uh, email us your your thoughts as well. Info at animalfarmshow dot com. Um, and we'd like to hear from you. The pivotal episode, the answer when we return to the 19th episode of Laura Lie. Stay tuned, folks. Animalfarmshow.com. Welcome back, folks, to the Animal Farm Radio Show on the We the People Radio Network. We are conducting our 19th episode of Lore Lie. Here are the rules. Uh, you have to win by two. Ben is already up by two on me. He's six for 18. I'm four for 18. Pi is three for 18. This is a very pivotal episode. I'm going to read the laws one more time. Uh, Charles, you're still with us, correct? Yep. Okay, good. I'm going to read the sure. laws one more time because this is so pivotal, guys, that this could make the difference. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm just hoping that I can at least get an, uh, a point here without you getting one, Ben. Let's keep my season Well, let me just shout this out first. Yeah, uh, if, you would, if you would like to give the answer, it is Animal Farm Show, all one word, AIM, uh, AOL, and some messenger. Yeah. Or you could email us, info at animalfarmshow.com. Sure. And this is how it works, folks. Once again, it's uh, Charles gives us four laws, one of which is not true. Every other law is true, and the obvious uh, point of the game is to try to figure out which one he's making up, a bogus law. So law number one, he's stating that in Atlanta, Georgia, and by the way, folks, every episode is based on a state now, which is very clever. But in Atlanta, Georgia, law number one says every second 
second-hand dealer must make a daily written report to the Department of Police of all property purchased or acquired that day. Law number two states that the governor may veto any proposal by the General Assembly to amend the state constitution. And law number three says in Jefferson, Georgia, marching by demonstrators must be confined to a space of five feet by five feet and may only be conducted between sunrise and sunset. And finally, law number four states that in Atlanta, Georgia, foreclosed homes may be immediately auctioned off to the steps of the Atlanta courthouse. Interesting. I am going with my first response. I am not going to hold back. I'm going to I'm going to say a prayer and hope that none of you guys pick it and it's right. So uh, I got my answer. Pyth, you have your answer. On the, on the count of three, okay. we, we are going to put our hands up on the count of three okay. with our laws that we're going to pick. Okay. okay. One, two, three. Oh, oh what a sh- this sucks. We all okay. pick number two. We all smelled. Okay. Uh, well, this, this uh, is miserable. I, yeah, I got an instant message from Penroot. Uh, he says law number two as okay. well. Yeah. All right, and well, then, uh, then, Lal. I got an instant message from Lal. From Lal? Uh, yes. Uh, Lol. Lol. Lal. It's Lal. Whatever. That's my girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> Hello, Lal. Uh, okay, she cool. says number four is a lie. Oh, so Lal's going with four. Yeah, she's the okay. one oddball. Well, yes. let me just, before we give you the drum roll, uh, Charles, uh, before we give you the drum roll and the answer and the big, you know, climax of this incredible game show, America's favorite game show, uh, Ben, if if we are all right, either way, I mean, I, I don't I think Piath has been eliminated. <laughs> his, so. his season, Piath's season is over. I think that's why Piath was uh, originally going to be going with number five. Yeah, that's why he said five. Oh, all right. So if, either way, Ben, my season is still alive, but I have to gain a point on you next next round. Yeah. So this is pivotal. Uh, either but I way, two points ahead, right? I feel really terrible now. We're all picked two. This sucks. All right. All right. Drum roll, Pyeth, and then Charles, you're gonna give us the answer. Let's just get it done already. Damn it. Uh, when you're good, you're good, and you guys, you're good. <laughs> We well, smelled it. Two is totally made up. Yes. 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 All right. <laughs> I knew. I, I knew something was wrong there, Charles. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, props to Penroot. Penroot <laughs> number ten. <laughs> Sorry, Lal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lol. Uh, Lol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry God. for mispronouncing your name as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. So good. I'm. I'm. I'm ahead of the game here. So you, it's uh, now. It's just you and me, Ben. And if I don't gain, a, I have to gain a point on you next now, Tuesday. I have to lose. So folks, stay tuned. Tuesday's the big night. Ben can either win it or I can force a playoff. And I'm very excited about this. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna put my thinking cap on. I'm gonna get my. You know, my pads out. My hockey skates. I don't know. I'm gonna get real sported <laughs> up for this event. I feel really sporty. Yes. Charles, anything else in your mind? No. Just. Uh, Good show, guys. Keep on doing your good work. Thank you so much, Charles. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. You always do a great job. And uh, that's it, folks. Laura Lie. That's episode 19. One more episode to go before the elusive 20th and possibly a Ben playoff or victory berth. We've got to clean up this country. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We are here today a change. We are here today to fuel the deconstruction of the official myth. We are here today because fear is never a good enough reason to do nothing. We are here today to begin draining the cesspool of lies and distortion we refuse to drown in any longer. We are here today to ask those still sleeping to wake up. 
So there you have it, folks. America's favorite game show. Uh, Lala's not very happy that I mispronounced her word. I know. Her name. What the hell are you thinking? She was upset that uh, <laughs> she was upset she got it wrong too, as well. You are, you know, well, I tell you, it, it, for all credit, for her credit, for Lala's credit, once again, my my beloved girlfriend Teresa, uh, for all credit, we were, you know, Piath was thinking about going with four, and I, I got to tell you, Piath, I'm a little disappointed. You should have went with it. Figuring that it was a gamble, you really need to make a big move, and you you should. Ah! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he put son you of, in your place, son huh? of a bitch. All right, let's just. <laughs> I try to keep the ball rolling here, uh, real quick. I, not that it really matters in the grand scheme of things, but Thailand has now halted Grand Theft Auto sales after a murder took place. Ben, go figure. Wow. Mm. Out of Bangkok, the Thai video game distributor halted sales of Grand Theft Auto on Monday after a teenager confessed to robbing and murdering a taxi driver while trying to recreate a scene from the controversial game. So, man, I mean, we talk about this in America all the time, but yes, people are actually reenacting what they do in these stupid video games, which, I mean, I'm a big fan of Grand Theft Auto, but believe me, folks, I'm not going to go kill someone. It's just a game. So how did he get caught? He got he robbed the guy, and then he was like 10,000 points. Yay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. He got caught. I mean, yeah, he murdered someone, and God knows. You know, I, I don't. I, I just kind of closed the article. I just wanted to give you that little tidbit. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. I, I figured I'd come back with something somewhat interesting and somewhat ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, what I really want to get into, Ben, and, and obviously on a much more serious note, we left off with the troops, which I, I, obviously kills me, and I lose my mind. I, I want to just curse and go nuts out of my friggin' head. But uh, I want to continue with the government corruption because it's so important to really talk about. We're almost out of time; we got thirty minutes left. But now, uh, like you said in the beginning, of the very beginning of the show, we're talking about now the administration and more evidence and information coming out now how they really knew what was going on yeah. and they completely forged this whole war this whole war has been such a wag the dog mm-hmm. bull beep pf please give me a little extra, thank you um, <laughs> it's been such a crock a cr- it's been such a crock of Bullshit. thank you that you know, now we have so much evidence coming out now a blockbuster new book from investigative journalist ron suskind Adds another, excuse me for lip smacking there. Adds another revelation to the growing canon demonstrating the lengths to which President Bush and members of his administration lied, misled, and deceived the American people to pursue its invasion of Iraq. Bush allegedly ordered the CIA to forge a handwritten letter from the head of Iraq's intelligence service to Saddam Hussein that. Uh, purported to link the Iraqi dictator to the ringleader of the hijackers who toppled the Twin Towers in 9-11, which we all know is not yeah. really what happened, but... Well, no, I mean, it's incredible. We have a we have a, a report on this when we get back, an audio report on this, but, you know, every, yeah. we're, we're now looking at this Iraq war, and we're now understanding that it was false from the start. You know, every single little aspect of everything, single things that they said, we went from the 16 words and the uh, yellow cake from Niger to be being completely false and then we went from the uh, Iraq al-Qaeda link to being completely false and now we're understanding that you know George W. Bush wanted to play, uh, paint a plane in UN, UN colors so that, yeah. uh, to try to get Saddam to shoot it down and sure. then there was all types of false flag stuff that he wanted to pull off and now this is coming forth there's so much information so much knowledge out there um, on, on from the anti-war movement in general that it's just it's completely shattered the administration's story yeah and not to mention when we get back we'll, we'll talk about not above the law no he's not when we get back we'll talk about hundreds of banks will fail we'll talk about financial news for keeping on the government corruption the FBI was told to blame Antrax scare on Al-Qaeda and the U.S. has been Laden's driver helped make 9-11 possible so more bullshit from the government we'll stay tuned we'll be right back bullshit
Rockauto.com is the website. 512-646-1984 is the number to reach us. Um, have some feedback from the uh, Law or Lie episode. Penru is saying. <laughs> <laughs> Penru, who got it right, who guessed Law number two, he says, I, I, I think it's the first time, uh, the first one I've gotten right. It sounded too sensible to be yeah, Law. Yeah, I have to agree with <laughs> What's his name again? Penru? Penru. Penru. Yeah, I have to agree with him. And uh, I, I, you know, I, this, this uh, Charles, and with all due respect, Charles, he always makes it very difficult. There's always about two, at least two, if not three, laws that really kind of make you think. But tonight... I don't think this one was any less difficult than the normal one. I'd have to just disagree, Ben. I, I, this really? One, to, well, for me, though, to me, well, instantly... Now, let's not get him going. I want him to keep it at this level. <laughs> no, no, BS, because I, I want a real wild card. Ben, Charles, if you're listening, make it as hard as you can for episode 20, because I still have a chance to catch Ben. Unfortunately, Pyeth is already on the offseason. He's already on the golf course doing his... His golf thing. Uh, next season, you never know, Pyth. You might you might take the take the whole cake, but um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh God, what a show! But you know, we're, we're you know, unfortunately, talking about government corruption, which just totally sucks. But you know, which the, is not funny. Well, the more and the more and the more you read, and ever since nine eleven. It just becomes so blatantly obvious that this war was completely fabricated. Not even talking about the incident itself. Let's leave 9-11 out of it. We can go on that for many years. But let's just talk about the idea that this event was used for a, a specific purpose. We, you know, Like I said, we won't talk about the event of 9-11 itself. But uh, Bush ordered a fake letter linking Iraq to 9-11 you know, uh, you know the thing. You have the clip here, Ben. Yes, I and do. Why don't you play the clip and then we'll comment on it before I, I start losing my mind. Okay. It's already begun. Here it is. Okay. He's evil. That new bombshell book that claims the White House deliberately misled the American public about the case for war in Iraq. The author, a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, we're going to talk to Ron Suskind in a moment. But first, NBC's chief White House correspondent, David Gregory, has more. David, good morning to you. Good morning, Meredith. This book pulls no punches, claiming that President Bush knew that Iraq had no weapons of mass destruction, but ordered the invasion anyway. It is a controversial look at administration decision-making, with the former director of Central Intelligence, George Talent, telling NBC News that the charge against the president is, quote, just wrong. It is the lingering question about the war. If the president knew then what he knows now, would he have ordered the invasion of Iraq in the first place? Facing clear evidence of peril. We cannot wait for the final proof, the smoking gun that could come in the form of a mushroom cloud. But in his new book, The Way of the World, journalist Ron Suskind claims there was a smoking gun of a much different kind. Saddam's own intelligence chief, Tahir Jahil Habush. Suskind reports that in early 2003. <laughs> on, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What the hell was his name? I, I, I never that. heard. I, did I didn't even, I didn't didn't even, even hear that, that either the first time through. Hold His on. name is Jabush? Habush. Habush. Holy okay, let me rewind it. Let me just play it. reports that in early 2003, no in secret meetings with British intelligence, Habush revealed that... <laughs> Habush. Okay, okay. I'm Fiction could never touch this. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Never. Let's <laughs> just continue. Never. <laughs> in fact, did not have weapons of mass destruction. That information was passed on to the CIA. Suskind claims the president wasn't interested in information that contradicted the case for war. Wow. After the president was told about Habush, Suskind quotes Mr. Bush telling an aide, why don't they ask him to give us something we can use to help us make our case? 
Susskind writes that Mr. Bush later dismissed Habush and cut off the channel of communication to the Iraqi intelligence chief. The book makes another incendiary charge. In order to bolster the connection between al-Qaeda and Iraq, the White House ordered the CIA to write a fake letter from the Iraqi intelligence chief, Habush, claiming that 9-11 ringleader Mohammed Atta trained in Iraq prior to September 11th. This book follows a series of accounts that question whether the administration manipulated pre-war intelligence and otherwise misled the country to justify going to war. It's a charge officials deny. But uh, the one thing that does get under my skin is the notion that we somehow just wanted to go to war. Nobody wanted to go to war. Nobody wants to go to war. CIA Director Tenet, in a statement, insists that that former Iraqi intelligence chief, Habush, did not provide the kind of intelligence that Susskind claims he did, saying that he was unreliable. As to the letter that is reported in the book, one intelligence official at the time confirms that it did exist, but cannot say who actually ordered it. Intelligence officials do, however, insist that the CIA never believed in a link between al-Qaeda and Iraq prior to 9-11. As for the White House this morning, they're dismissing this book as gutter journalism, and they deny that they ever ordered a forged letter. Meredith? What are the odds in Vegas that this guy's last name would have the word Bush in it? I, I just, it's just unbelievable. Before we get to the increased corruption and, and commentary on more of this pre-knowledge and some post-knowledge, too, we actually have a quote from Habush himself. Pyeth, if you would, cue that up. Oh! Oh! Good God! That's Habush, huh? That's Habush. One more time. Oh, God. That sounds kind of like Chewy, if you ask me, but... <laughs> uh, well, just the notion, and, and to hear Condoleezza Rice hit, uh, get on stage and sit there and says, "Nobody wanted us to go to war. We never thought we'd yeah, go to yeah, war. We never wanted that. Who wants to go to war? Yeah, I, I mean, was, it, it was only in documents published by the PNAC crew uh, a year and a half before 9 11. <laughs> God forbid. Rice God for, watch your mouth. Why should we ever think that they would want war? God forbid we would ever think that this administration would ever want Absent war. Absent some cataclysmic event like a new Pearl Harbor. I did not write those words, folks. The PNAC folks did. America Don't... was targeted for attack yeah. because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, uh, thankfully, thank God. Because we're so good. Thank God people are waking up and realizing that the the story is complete BS. And uh, the FBI, there's another story here I want to get to really quick. Because before you know it, Ben, we're almost in the power segment. Yes. Good God. Uh, FBI was it's told crazy. to blame. Oh, boy, what is that? The FBI it's crazy. <laughs> what a show this has been, Ben. FBI was told to blame <laughs> anthrax scare on al-Qaeda by White House officials. It's just another example of propaganda uh, with the, the uh, Pentagon and with the actual administration out of, uh, let's see here, this is out of Reuters. Uh, the immediate aftermath of 2001 anthrax, anthrax attacks, White House officials repeatedly pressed FBI Director Robert, Robert Mueller, Mueller, I'm going to try this again, to prove it was a second wave assault by al-Qaeda. Most of you folks remember this whole anthrax scare after 9-11. And, of course, we were all scared in our boots. At least I was, you know, oh, my God, you know, we're under this attack. But um, Robert Mueller was, you know, really pushed to prove that this was another al-Qaeda attack, which of course it wasn't, but investigators ruled that out, the Daily News has learned. After October 5th, 2001, death from anthrax exposure of Sun Photo Editor Robert Stevens Mueller was beaten up during President Bush's morning intelligence briefings for not producing proof the killer spores were the handiwork of terrorist mastermind Osama bin Laden, wow. according to former aid. And then just going right on, just more and more media. I have a category called media BS, 
Ben, whenever I look for articles, this, yeah. is, I, this is all in that category, by the way. U.S. says Bin Laden's driver helped make 9-11 possible. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that. Sure. Guantanamo Bay, Naval Base, Cuba. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. Osama Bin Laden's former driver offered the terrorist leader aid and protection that helped make the September 11th attacks possible. Prosecutors said Monday in closing arguments at the first Guantanamo war crimes trial. Woo! Prosecutor John Murphy said evidence in Salim Hamadan's two weeks trial showed the Yemeni detainee played a vital role in the conspiracy behind the 2001 attacks. Quote, there is an intricate pattern in which this accused helped in the preparation of and transportation of leadership that made this possible, said Murphy, a civilian authority with the Justice Department. But Hamdan's uh, Pentagon-appointed attorney countered that the defendant was merely a low-level bin Laden employee who never joined the al-Qaeda conspiracy against the United States. Folks, if you believe this, I suggest you check out Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And That's a good one. I also am a big fan of Humpty Dumpty, who Snow uh, White and the Seven Snow Dwarfs. Snow White. Well, I was never really a big fan of Snow White. I never really got into the whole Seven Dwarfs thing. But uh, Humpty Dumpty, who fell off the the the, the, you know, the sill, he broke his ass. I don't know what the story is, but uh, all these stories are complete and utter nonsense. And uh, every single time someone comes up that might be uh, associated with Osama bin Laden or Osama bin Laden, it's always, oh, this guy played a tremendous role in 9/11. He made it happen. You know what? That is complete BS, and we know Bullshit. that it is. Uh, this is out of Fox News, so you can imagine the the smell of feces in this article. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, this folks, yeah, a power segment is coming up after this next yes. break, and you know, we're going to try to come through and go through and go crazy with we all the... We do want to get to the power segment, and we also want to play some Jimmy Justice. Uh, yeah, I, that's another thing, too. I want to get to Jimmy Justice, so let's talk about him when we get back. Folks, Animal American Farm Hero. Show... Yeah, Ben, I'm so glad you found this guy. Animalfarmshow.com is the website. Go to the website, be one with the farm. And when we get back, we'll cover some more crazy, unbelievable news. Thank you for staying with us, folks. Animalfarmshow.com. We shall return. Yes, Jefferson. One two six four six nineteen eighty four. Animalfarmshow.com is our website. You're listening to the one, the only, the Animal Farm Show. Uh, before we get to what is it, Jimmy uh, Freedom or whatever it is, Jimmy. I don't know. We're, we're, this crazy clip that Ben dug up, and uh, I really want to get to wow. it. Jimmy Justice. Jimmy Justice. Thank you. Brain is lapsing. Before we get to this incredibly funny and uh, inspirational clip, yes. I should say, Ben. I want to hit up the phones. Uh, Melissa in Maryland is calling us. Melissa, you're on the farm. What's on your mind? Well, well, I wanted I want to tell you that, you think that I'm that I now seeing living living of what of the red cameras cameras was. And, um, and if, if, if anybody if thinks that they're good that news, I have direct evidence to the office. Yeah. Guess what I would like today. Hey, hang on one, Melissa. Hey, Melissa, you're breaking up just a little bit. Are you on a oh, cell phone? Oh. No. Yeah. No. First of all, just turn your radio. If you have your radio on, just turn it down because no, you're breaking I up. Just but, but I do hear but myself I do hear echoing. echoing. 
Okay, yeah. Unfortunately, you're breaking up just a little bit. Okay, all right. Tell us what's on your mind, Melissa. Let's try this again. Go ahead. Oh well, I told you to guess. Oh, you want us to guess what's what's the article you have? What's the story? No, no I already gave already you an introduction. introduction. No, Melissa, we we just yeah, you completely missed yeah. it. It's yeah. probably on our end. We apologize for that. If you could give us a quick recap. Okay, oh, okay, fine, okay. Fine. Well, anyway, if anybody if thinks that these red light red cameras are good news good and they prevent accidents, I've got I've evidence to the contrary, and I was and asking you to guess what I saw what I today. All right, Ben, you first. Oh, geez. Uh, was, it, was it an accident? Was it accident yeah, because yeah. of that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're geez. good, Ben. You are damn good. <laughs> you can only predict crap like that. <laughs> tell us, tell us, Melissa, tell us. Um, no, no, what happened was, was you know, work you know, truck, truck had come to a stop because the poor soul and I don't blame him. Didn't want didn't to, uh, you know, get a $75 headache. So, uh, so, you know, he so slammed on his brakes, brakes caused the uh, gal behind gal him to slam him on her brakes, but it didn't but work it didn't for her. her. And, uh, and, you know, I, 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 you know, you know what? Well, what could well, I say could except I, that I told all of the bystanders going by the accident and, 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 and you know, doing the, their, um, what, 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 what do you what call it call when it's something nicking when, when, when you're, uh, you know, when, when you're looking to see what's going what's on at, at the traffic next to you, bottlenecking? It's called rubbernecking, uh, unfortunately, Melissa. Yeah, we, we are, we're experiencing kind of the same problems you are, I think. We got a little bit of uh, a delay with your voice, and it's it's actually cutting in and out. It's not like a cell phone, but it's, it's very hard to hear. It's actually a lot more just kind of like a volume in and out, in and out. Melissa, uh, anything else before we we got to let you go? Anything else in your mind real quick before we comment? No. no. This is just living proof that, um, you know, these cameras are not all they're practicing. Yeah, no, Melissa, yeah. I would agree, and I want to add something wow, to what you're wow. saying. On top of... <clears throat> Excuse me. On top of the, the distraction that could be these red light cameras, where people are afraid to run them, this and whole you know this whole thing with yeah. the seventy dollars ticket. God knows in New York, I think it's like a hundred and fifty dollars ticket. On top of that, Melissa, I've also we we've actually reported on this before. We've reported that certain districts. I'm not exactly sure what state it was in. So pardon me. I, I'm gonna have to dig that up some other time. But I do remember one state. Um, <clears throat> maybe it was Pennsylvania. I don't really know. But one state, Ben, and you remember this actually did away with the red light cameras because too few people were getting in trouble. In other words, the police department in this particular place was losing money from revenue yeah. because the red light cameras were, in this case, effective. Mm -hmm. And I'm not defending it, Melissa. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say, oh, I love the idea well, that they were effective in getting pictures. They were effective in giving tickets, and they were, but they were also effective in causing more accidents, they found. Yeah. And uh, what, what we were talking about is that they, they got rid of the red light cameras because they weren't getting the money that they, they weren't were getting. They weren't getting enough tickets. And we were sort of pointing out the fact that they really don't give a crap about people's safety. It's more about the money that they're getting and, and trying to get tickets. And thank you very much for the call, Melissa. Yeah, oh, unfortunately, sorry. we had some phone issues. Yeah, sorry just, about that. I hate, uh, when, I hate when crap like that happens. Uh, but You know, it happens. I, I, ben, I think it's, is it, we got eight minutes left. I think it's time for us I to I want to play Jimmy Justice. Do Jimmy Justice, go ahead. Okay. Follow away, Owen Pyth. We're going to hold off. Okay, yeah, hold on. We're going to play Jimmy Justice. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Justice is a person that lives in New York City, and he what he basically does is he goes out and he films police officers doing things illegal 
and then confronts them <laughs> with the camera in his hand <laughs> afterwards. It is absolutely brilliant. Jimmy Justice, here it is. We're going to try to get him on the show here, but uh, yeah, here, here's just one clip of him. Just brilliant. Go ahead, do it. Excuse you me. made an illegal don't U-turn in a business okay? district, you don't and I have it on video. Don't do that. What kind of example are you for the citizens of New York? You're a police officer. <laughs> You're not supposed to make a U-turn within <laughs> a business district. Can you get out of my face? You're not allowed to make a U-turn in a business district in the city of New York. You violated the law. We You're supposed to. Me. Come on, arrest me. Arrest I don't have the authority to arrest you, you but I have the authority to videotape you, call 311, and file a report against you. Call him. I will. Call him. Because I have it all on video. Call him now. You're supposed to enforce the law and not violate the law. Get out of my face. I'm going to get you arrested. For what? I videoed you no, breaking the I law. Don't video. You're the one who broke the law, and not me. Why are you mad at me? You want to call one nine one one? You want to call him? You want to call? Let me see your badge number, no. please. Yes. No. I want you your badge number. Him. Mentality. I want your badge you number. Him. You made an illegal you U-turn him. in New you York City. Him. You're supposed to enforce the law, not violate the law. You want me to now call you're going dropping your radio. You're a boob. You want to call them? You're a boob. Do you want to call them? <laughs> I will call them. I want your badge number, and I, I will file a 311 report against you. forgot something. Hello, you forgot something. That's my case. That's yeah. not my face, okay? Don't make illegal U-turns no, in New York City. I asked you not to make illegal U-turns in New York City within a business district. I am Jimmy Justice. And your days of running around this city like a cowboy are over. <laughs> Amen, Jimmy Justice. Amen, Jimmy Justice. Uh, that's great. God bless Jimmy Justice. Let me tell you something, folks. I love it. He declared himself. He, he said, said, I he am said, Jimmy Justice. Goes, I am Jimmy Justice. And, and this whole cowboy mentality in New York City. Did you listen to the mentality of the police officer in this case? This idea that, like, somehow you're it's exempt, a testament to, to you're showing exempt from, from following and abiding by the law? It's incredible. This it's is, incredible. The, the, the mentality of these some of these police officers, and again, I don't want to generalize because I feel bad. I know a lot of great cops, but folks, some of these cops, these police officers, if they're not beating you in with their hammers and their batons, if they're not tasing you uh, for no reason, then they just have a mentality of a friggin' pigeon. I love how he's like, uh, give me your badge number. She's just like, no, no yeah, no, no. You, you have no right. You are there to serve me, you bitch. This is your job. You're there to serve and protect me. Whoa. And unfortunately, Ben, like you know, and so many of our beloved listeners, they don't you know this. Are my bitch. That's right. My they, own personal bitch. Preach it, Pyatt. They just don't understand their role. They don't have any idea they of what their job their role, description man. is. They gotta know their role. Power segment. Let's do it. Ooh, power is like we'll be at a really fast pace. I like oh, the way man. Ben does it so much more than I do it. Alright, I'm gonna start it off, then I'll give it to you. Hundreds of banks will fail, where Beanie tells Barons, New York, August 3rd, out of Reuters. The United States is in the second inning of a recession that will last for at least 18 months and help kill off hundreds of banks, influential economists. And New York uh, University professor Noriel Rubini told Barron's in Sunday edition, uh, it goes on, blah, 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 blah. He says, basically, regulators should investigate themselves for bailing out Fannie Mae 
And he says that it is privatizing the gains and profits and socializing the losses as usual. This is socialism for Wall Street and the rich. Ben, All your right. turn. Go ahead. Anti-Obama blogger. Anti-Obama bloggers say they were silenced. Okay, that's the headline. Um, they were saying that web bloggers are campaigning <laughs> against Senator Obama's presidential run are accusing Google and Obama supporters of silence them after their web blogs were marked as spam and their accounts temporary, temporarily frozen. Uh, check that out. China apologized for roughing up journalists on eve of games. Um, China, you know, who has problems with their internal, uh, their, their rights violations in general, beat the crap out of some Japanese like Chinese people. <laughs> beat the crap out of some Japanese journalists, uh, handcuffed them, stuck their boot on their face into the floor, and then proceeded to kick them. Um, this one right here, uh, pointing the drug law hypocrisy pro-pot group labels Cindy McCain a dealer because Cindy McCain is uh, into the beer industry and they, they feel that beer is more uh, you know harmful than marijuana so that oh, marijuana is. industry Hello. is yeah absolutely is, is uh, putting out wanted posted I posters. I will veto uh, every single beer <laughs> wanted <laughs> Very posters good. for Cindy McCain um, and, and that's that's it. I've oh, got yeah. a bunch more but we don't have time. segment. I can still got more I got more articles. Uh, at Mercola.com I promise some kind of HPV vaccine update. I got a minute and 30 seconds. Uh, another HPV vaccine blamed for teens paralysis. How nice. Great news. A month after 13-year-old Jenny Tetlock was vaccinated against HPV virus, she missed the lowest hurdle in gym class. It was the first sign of a degenerative muscle disease that 15 months later left her nearly completely paralyzed. No, her father, Philip Tetlock, a professional at UC Berkeley, has embarked on an odyssey to find out whether the vaccine Gardasil is to blame Folks, I don't have to tell you, this is definitely causing a lot of problems. Certainly yes. some deaths, some paralysis. And Tetlock is not the only one that's concerned. The public watchdog group Ju Judicial Watch has been periodically obtaining adverse event reports on Gardasil from the FDA. Ten deaths have been linked to Gardasil since September 2007. And there have been 140 reports so far this year alone of serious side effects such as miscarriage and Guillain-Barr syndrome. Where that's like the that's the syndrome where the immune system basically attacks the body. That's a shame. I wish we Check had more out, time folks. to yeah, uh, I know. focus on we're that. Yeah, I know. We're out of time, folks. And uh, thanks again for the support, for the emails, for the instant messages. Power segment is over. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great show, folks. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will be back Tuesday. Same time, same place, WTPRN. Uh, Thursday, excuse me. My yes. God, my head's up my ass right now. Thursday, for Ben, for Pi, this is Tony saying, God bless you, and dissent in your government is as American as apple pie. So keep it up, folks. We, we need shall talk to show. you. We do. Thursday, we'll see you then. Take care. Good show. Jolly good show, Major.